Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So, like, this morning, I was uh, I was texting my friend Grace, and we were just we were just talking political satire right as one does (laughs) and um you know we were just bashing like vintage resellers and like how much they charge for like their money and we were like you know we just got to support like jeff bezos this year and you know like it's like capitalist you know this year right (laughs) is this like ironic like yeah it's just all satire okay okay (laughs) and um and and then you know as a joke i pulled up um i I went to a vivek ramaswamy's website Mm -hmm. because i was just gonna screenshot you know his motto and send it to her and be like you know this is the vibes that we're on vivek ramaswamy are you familiar you are we've talked about oh yes yes um if you're not familiar vivek ramaswamy is uh is one of the leading republican candidates for a 2024 election and he is indian okay (laughs) and it's just funny because it's like it's it's like i've been looking for representation like my whole life (laughs) and i and this is the guy that i see so i go on his website right and his website is hilarious <laughs> because right like right in the beginning like you enter the website and he just has like 10 commandments to follow right and i'll read out a couple to y'all i love how and we're you starting off you just go to like vivek 2024.com and you'll find this right. number one god is real okay number two there are two genders <laughs> okay <laughs> number three human flourishing requires fossil fuels wow <laughs> so this this is the vibes that we're on, you know, this this year. And it just got me thinking how, like, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, a lot of brown people are not on the Biden wave this year. You know, yes. we know. Yes. And so it just got me thinking, like, what are the vibes for like 20? Because like, <laughs> what are the presidential we're, like, vibes? We're, we're voting this year. Yeah. So like, what are, are we like? Is it are we Trump? Like, are we MAGA this Can year? Can you imagine? Like, are we like, no. Like what? Are, what are we this year? Yeah. You know, what do you? Th- what? What's going I on this year? I have no year? idea. No. I gotta really like look into it because at this point it just seems like the lesser of the two evils. Exactly. You know. And it's like, and I feel like so many people are gonna, especially so many young people are just like gonna just not vote this year because mm-hmm. they just don't want to. Which doesn't like, make it better either. Literally. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. Um. I'm great, I'm Vivek 2024. Great story that you just started out. <laughs> I, with. I would I would love to hear like what are the vibes this year? You know, right? Because like, like I, I'm just curious. Because I think this year is going to be a crazy year. Comment down below your presidential candidate for the year. <laughs> <laughs> Let me are know we, if you guys are, are we running. Are Vivek 2024? You know, <laughs> should he run for president? Can you imagine if you were running for president? Yo, my Ten Commandments. Everybody eat, plays chess. Eat Popeyes chicken. Nuggets. Everybody eats Popeyes, <laughs> and um, you know down with the vintage resellers because i'm tired of these hundred dollar 20 jeans yeah
Anyway, I feel you. Thank you for that little intro. Welcome back to our podcast <laughs> called um, Difficult called Dish. Difficult Dish. It's a podcast about different South Asian narratives, and it's hosted by myself, Moshner, and, and my co-host, and my co-host. And it's hosted by me, Muhul Khan. And before we get any further, of course, like the video, like the video, rate the video, review the video, review the podcast, rate if the podcast. You're any any combobulation of these oh. words that I'm saying, you understand what your yeah, duty you is. You get it. You get it. You understand what your role you is get it. as a pod listener. If you're yeah. on YouTube, um, you're welcome. You get to see us. <laughs> if you're only listening, he's in an, another day, another jersey, <laughs> another jersey. I'm one, I need more. Yeah. Um, no, he doesn't. Oh, okay. Um, it's so funny. Before we start. You know, you said your name, Mashuma Mahua. I got an email the other day. Hi, Mashua. <laughs> it's like, and, I, it's and his name was nowhere, like anywhere, for them to put an S in my name yeah, to combine like, it somehow. It's like they put the S between the O and the H. Right. And like on the keyboard, the S There's is like all S the way on so the other far. side. Like, it's hard to make a mistake like that. You know, uh, like you gotta go out of your way yeah. to make the difficult mistake of writing my name wrong. But anyway. I guess my name is Mashua today. Yeah. But so today's episode, we are talking about money, right? Just not yeah. even just specifically about money, but like lessons that we've learned about money and like saving, budgeting, investing, things like that in our 20s, late teens. Because first of all, I feel like a lot a lot of us don't like get taught this in schools or like even in immigrant families. A lot of us don't really grow up with like financial literacy. So we had to kind of teach ourselves like along the way, learn from friends, learn just like as we got older, the hard way. And we did make an episode. I mean, we made a few episodes, right? On budgeting. We made episodes on like money. We've made, we've made a couple episodes on just like pieces of advice for oh, like, like finances. Youngers. Yeah. But I think this one is more gravitated to just like talking about what we learned and talking about like yeah. the failure, like the, the realizations we've had with yeah. money and just like obviously like the mistakes that the we hard made lessons, like yeah. in, in our 20s because we also know we have like very young listeners and we love to like just <laughs> oh, <sorry>. to what? <laughs> sorry i had to it's all good it happens so i had to um you know we want to like show you some of the things that we've learned and like just help you along the way you know just in case Try this to. is the only means of like learning or education for you about money yeah. Um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. If y'all got money problems, this is the first place yeah, y'all go. Y'all got at, more problems at than the just money. end of the day. Please don't take what we say so high to high standards. Yeah. Because like we're just gipping gops, you know. Like at the end of the day, and like we're not professionals, we're not experts, but this is just like us with like the knowledge that we kind of um learned along the way. So yeah. you know, we are not like finance majors. We don't have any. I was for like a week. Yeah, for a week, and then what? You switched out completely yeah, different yeah. to like marketing. Couldn't make it happen. It couldn't make it happen. He did. He is a finance bro now, but um, it's it's like uh, just novice. You know, novice knowledge. I don't say we're novice. Not you know, novice. Like intermediate. We're like, you know, like intermediate. Fair. Fair. <laughs> like on a rating, like yeah. novice fair. Like a, f- like a five point eight out of ten. Uh, right. You no. think? Yeah, because what's okay. like a, a two is like. A two is like <laughs> you I've just learned what my, like been, you learned what the coins just there. were yeah. like you learned about penny quarter like yeah uh, I think we're five point eight like six yeah. six ish drop y'all ratings yeah on the financial after. literacy score <laughs> yeah obviously if you guys are listening to all the way to the end 
we have our emoji of the week. So our make emoji. sure you <laughs> y'all know y'all know I used to <laughs> I used to think it was it was emoji. He and dropped I'm not that fun kidding. fact on me the other day, and I was like, you should never speak that. <laughs> I used, and I was for real. Like I said it in a sentence once in senior year of high school. Like this wasn't like when I was five. This was like eighteen. Right. I said it in like a grown sentence. Adult. And and one my one my old friends he looked at me he was like what the hell did you, you say never I was say like, that again <laughs> yeah drop your favorite MG bro not, we're no, telling them to do so many different things <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I got work to do all right you want to start out so little debrief um I didn't have a savings till I was like twenty one mm. before I was twenty one there was less than a thousand dollars in my bank account f- f- a majority of the time. Um, that's because I was a very uh, horrible habitual spender. No, I feel like that's normal for a lot of American, uh, like people in that age bracket in America. Well, normal or not, it's not right. Mm. It's not the right way to go. Um, and it's, it's, it's not good be- because like I would have had more money if in my bank account if I didn't spend as much and if I wasn't like so reckless with my money. You know, it's not because I wasn't earning enough. I was earning enough. I just was a bad spender and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just the the feelings that I would get from seeing like a thousand dollars in my bank account, two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, and whenever I went up, I just felt so much better. And I, I think most importantly, I just felt so much more freedom. Like I felt so much more like. You know, I, I felt like the the pillow under me just got like thicker and like softer. Such a nice like, like metaphor. You know, because like uh, when you're when you're living life with like two hundred bucks to your name, like you know, you're not expecting anything bad to happen. You're not expecting any big expense that you have to pay for. But and I'm I'm lucky enough, and I'm like honest enough to say that like God bless, Alhamdulillah, I did not have anything bad happen to me. Yeah. Because if something bad happened to me, I would have been done, <laughs> like done, mm-hmm. done. Um, so my what a major lesson that I learned in my early twenties is um, just save as much as you can. Mm. Save as it's simple, but like if nobody's told you, save as much as you can. Um, not maybe not for like the the you know in case of emergency part, but just like. I don't think you understand how how free it just makes you feel and how much freedom it brings to your heart. Just knowing that like you're you're gonna be good if some if like shit hits the fan. Of course, ne- we're, like we're never expecting things to go bad and we're never hoping for things to go bad. Obviously, but like you just never know, you mm-hmm. know. And it's just like I wish I just started saving earlier, you know. Like uh, apart from the investing stuff, apart from like you know, what to do with your money to make it multiply. It's just saving yeah, it and just, just like adding it to level. your bank account. I wish I did that more. Yeah. You know, and you realize that like a lot of the shit that you're spending money on, you don't need to, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, don't sacrifice what you have and what you need for what you don't have and what you don't need. You mm-hmm. know, like a lot of time I, I just spent money on shit that, you know, I, I'll get I'll get more into it. But yeah. yeah, my main was is, you know, save as much money as you can. I think on the same bracket, like saving money, but also with like short term luxuries and things like that. If you aren't able to buy it more than once, like maybe you shouldn't buy it. Like maybe you are actually not mm. in the path to buy that luxury bag what or you buy mean? that thing. Like, for example, like, you know, if you saved up all this money to buy a bag for yourself, which is great. Like, obviously, you're treating yourself. 
but then you spend all of your money to have that bag and now you have nothing left like was it really worth it because now it's like you don't have anything emergency like you don't have emergency money left over you don't have any money left over so like i wouldn't say this for like a house like obviously if you buy like a house with like most of your savings i'm not gonna say oh have like an extra five hundred thousand dollars to like have another house like if you want you know i'm not saying that but i'm saying like for short-term things that you might not really need it's not a necessity and you're just like just saving all your money just for that item but then you're broke after that but you're trying to show off that you are wealthy with this like luxury item like maybe it's not worth it you know and to add on that you know i think a big realization i had was uh when i think about savings when most people think about savings they think savings is just income minus expenses Mm. whereas if you really think about it savings is really just savings really just income minus ego oh think about it think about it you know break that down you know what i mean by that because a lot of y'all be spending shit that you don't need to spend spend money on a lot of y'all be buying buying that new chrome hearts that new that new ricky whatever it is just so when you're walking down the street someone random someone random looks at you for a couple extra seconds and you know what i also realized when we buy luxury things a lot of time we're buying it um hoping for respect and admiration from Mm. our peers you know but what we don't realize is that when we're getting or receiving said respect and admiration from our peers they're not actually respecting you or admiring you all they're doing is just envisioning themselves in your shoes you know so if you see someone drive down the street with a really nice car and you're looking at them you're not looking at the person you're looking at the car Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about you in that car Mm. and and it, it seems like you know you're envious of the person but no you just you're just looking at the scenario and you're imagining yourself in that mm. you know and but the person who's in the car this is called the man in the car paradox i learned about this the person in the car is looking at you and they're like man that person that person respects me mm. whereas like that's not the situation that's, that's, that's not what's going on it's really just them looking at the situation and, and envisioning themselves in it have you ever heard of instagram rich but like real life poor yeah there's like this phenomena where a lot of people on instagram social media influencers especially you know they have this luxurious perfect life they seem like they have it all right but then in real life when the bill comes everyone's just like (laughs) hands off no one wants to pay everyone starts getting like a little cheap you know and it's just like damn we thought you had this beautiful amazing life on social media like what happened and this just shows that like there's such a dark background with like spending more than you have pretending like you have a lot of like luxury items and a beautiful house whatever it is but in real life you're in so much debt and in real life you have like no money you know and it's like such a big thing now that social media is and even think about like brown like people in our families like just like south asian people like children uh, like immigrants who have immigrated here and they have like this idea of like the dream life and then they're like oh like we're in america might as well buy all these like things to build our uh, social image and make it seem like we have all this money let's buy all the like clothing and stuff but in reality they're like they can't pay bills you know and talk it's, about it it's i mean that's all i gotta say you <laughs> know that's all i had to say talked it. about i feel like we <laughs> talked <laughs> we talked what episode did we talk about that i don't know a lot of them family reputation we talked about that in our recent episode yeah but um 
yeah it's just like the social image of you looking good when real in real you're not good, you're not good at all and the thing you is know? the thing is like when you realize that like for us that picture means a lot but like for people that are looking at it they're gonna forget about that yeah in a couple minutes you know it's like you you hear all the time about like you know how to how to um you know relieve like your shyness and like working on being like more like open when you're in public you know just like going out to someone random and like talking to them Mm -hmm. you know just saying like hi what's up like how are you what's your name where are you from random shit like that so many people are just scared to do that be like for the fear of like that person's gonna look at you weird or like that person's gonna like be weird out by like like, whatever and like walk away from you that's what people are scared of just like the rejection Mm -hmm. you know and it's like we fixate so much on the rejection we fixate so much on like the reaction that the person is going to give us but to them they're gonna they don't care they're gonna forget about it they completely forget about it in five seconds same thing with end of the day the end line is if you can't buy more than once don't buy it it's not worth it that's it for me you know because it's like especially in your 20s i mean whatever age you are you feel like you have to flex and like be better than everyone else whatever it's a hard world i get it it's like you want to have a one up on other people, but it's yeah. like it's not worth it, you know. Nah, but like, but like, my whole, like, my shoe, like, I really, like, I really worked hard <laughs> for like this bag. Like, what you mean, like, I can't have it? Right, like, you can have the bag, but just like buy food for yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> like, pay y'all electricity. Like, first. bro, yeah, pay for like for the kids are crying at home. <laughs> you're buying a bag. You're hungry. Feed <laughs> <laughs> <Beat> yourself. <laughs> you don't need that. All right, my next one is. Think about it. All right. You can't build wealth if you have so much debt on your name. Think about it, right? Because a lot of people nowadays, they're like, oh, I got a credit card. I'll just put it on the credit card. I can buy this. You know, I don't have to pay for it right now. Or even Klarna. Bruh, Shout that shit is a downfall for Shout me. Thank God. I've actually never Yo, used Afterpay. Afterpay. Yeah. Y'all, like, y'all you know those things where shit. it's like when for you real. pay for, when you try to buy something online, yeah. there's like installments so you can yeah, pay everything month. my brother remember he was like yeah i gotta pay up <laughs> yo he bought crocs <laughs> yo if y'all buying crocs if y'all use an afterpay to buy crocs listen to what she just said y'all don't need those crocs okay because my brother is like paying off like a couple dollars every single month i'm like yo, bro the payments just don't are like buy 8.99 a month. it's wild but that's what i'm saying like if you continuously buy like these small purchases every month and then you have all like credit card debt but then on top of that you have like afterpay installments for your like shoes that you could have just like not bought or like you know paid in whole it's just like so much and people just like have this like um what's the word like they on the back of their mind they think they have like this safe landing page i don't even know what the hell <laughs> you, That's crazy. you know what i'm talking about I'm trying. they think that they're safe <laughs> they think that they're safe because they're like you know they have the credit card that they can fall back on, right? That's what I'm trying to say. But really, that's false security. It's false security, okay? False security. It's a, it's a lie. It's a facade. It's a lie. Because at the end of the day, if you have $20,000 in school debt, credit card debt, and you're continuously buying and buying, and you're trying to build your wealth, that's like, first of all, bringing your credit score down. It's also like just at the back of your head. You know, it's like always there. Like, you might as well just start paying that off in small installments instead of just like break like digging yourself deeper in a hole because that can really like ruin you nah you know? but like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like i really like like i'm really like i like 
like Are I, you I got like I got ADHD. ADHD. Yeah, like I got ADHD. Like I, I'm really scared to like open up that credit card and like see that I gotta pay All right. six bands. That's I got what I, you, I got ten dollars. <laughs> I do. Nah, but what I like about what you said, because it was kind of a double entendre. I don't mm. think you realize this, but I'm a poet, so I realize this. Right, right. You, know, you said, you said, you know, you can't build wealth without, or you can't build wealth when you have debt. Mm. You know. That's what I said. The same when you think like emotionally, like you can't build mental wealth if you still have <sighs> mental yeah. debt too. That's you a know good you one. can't you can't be good in the head. You know you can't <laughs> you can't have like mental clarity if like you got you so much that, like huh? mental baggage. That hit you hard, huh? Feel me? You know you need to you need to you know Clear take that the step first. back to take the step, step forward. forward. You're the poet. Forward. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, buddy. Yeah, oh, I got one. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. Um, it's a little contradictory, but y'all gotta oh, hear me out. Hot take? Y'all gotta hear me out. Hot take. Not really. No. Just <laughs> contradic- gonna be like, contradictory money. to what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> be reasonable instead of rational sometimes. What's that mean? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. As we grow and continue to learn more about financial literacy, we, you know, we'll go on YouTube, we'll look at, you know, all these videos, we'll ask, you know, our mentors or people older than us just like for financial advice and we're intaking all this information and you know there isn't one way to become wealthy but there kind of in a way is which is just you know save your money invest your money Mm -hmm. let it compound over time you will make money you know so in a way there is kind of one way to make money yeah but a lot of us still don't do it you know so why don't we do it it's because we're human and things come in the way, yeah. you know. So, for example, say you have say you have a car, um, you put a down payment, a couple thousand dollars. You're paying a monthly payment of two fifty a month, right? Mm-hmm. And say you've been paying that two fifty a month, blah, blah blah, for a couple years. You're then the the amount left for your car has gotten down to like four thousand dollars. You know, it started at like nine ten, now it's at like four thousand. Cool. Say over time, you know, you've saved money, blah, blah, blah. You have like eight, $9,000 in your bank account. The financially like smart thing, like by the textbook thing to do would be, you know, like you're, you, you have a hot, you have a good salary. You're making good money. Instead of just paying off that car, losing those $4,000, put those $4,000 into, you know, the stock market or like an index fund and let that money grow over the next couple of years. And mm-hmm. then that 4,000 will become 8,000, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just using that 4,000 to pay off the car. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of time we're human, you know, and a lot of the time paying after that car is just going to make us feel better. Yeah. We know that we could put that money somewhere else. And like in a couple of years, it'll be more. We yeah. know that, you know, all this financial literacy stuff we know. And it's not, I'm not saying that any of that is wrong. It's all right. But a lot of time you gotta you gotta be honest with yourself and you gotta be human I first. I think people think like they're scared of the risk and they're scared of like not knowing exactly where their money is going. Like for example, if you buy the cards, the cards for yourself, you know you're gonna have it, blah blah blah. But when if people put it into the stock or you know whatever else, they're kind of just like unsure of how it works. Like you know, it's just like uncertainty, risk just like little no i I get that yeah like my the point i'm saying is like i think in that situation it's better to just pay off the car Mm. that's what i'm saying i'm saying that's what i mean by like it's okay to be reasonable instead of rational because a rational thing to do the textbook thing to do is to put that money 
somewhere that it'll compound. Mm-hmm. That's what you will learn in everything. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is it's okay to be reasonable with yourself. And the reasonable thing to do, which is, you know, if that payment is really annoying you, if you know you have the money, if you know that, you know, you're going to continue to make money and that payment is just pissing you off um, and you just want the mental baggage out of your head, mm-hmm. just pay it off, mm-hmm. you know? So I say that to say, like, first, to follow this advice, you need to, like, have an have an honest evaluation with yourself. Like, I'm and, like, don't take this as, like, oh, Mashun said, be reasonable. So I'm going to go buy this, you know, just cause, even though, like, I know I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, like, be honest with yourself and be honest with, like, what is, like... What your needs are at the moment. Yeah, because, like, what I said before, like, like, a lot of our expenses are just ego, you know? So separate what is like actually an expense and what is like your ego Mm -hmm. you know put that ego aside like that stuff you don't need and you can reward yourself when you make money over time whatever Mm -hmm. but like take those actual expenses evaluate how they're making you feel and like at the end of the day like if you have mental peace and clarity like Mm, you are you can work harder and you can make more money sometimes like getting a car for yourself in that moment is an investment towards yourself that makes you want to do better to like save money or whatever like that's your priority in that moment like even like when i first moved out you know i had money obviously but i didn't have money like that to just like drop everything move out alone live alone in new york um buy all this furniture this and that and like it would have been better to just like save money stay at home and like invest or whatever and grow my income but in that time exactly exactly yeah it was for me i knew that the investment that i needed to do was to move out and have that space for myself and then have the space to like grow my income and like grow yeah. my passions and things like that. You got so. it. You got it. That was a good one. Good. That was a good we one. Good. That won. was a good one. We won. I, I honestly, because I don't have a traditional job, so I don't really know exactly how that works. And I feel like this is like me as a 25 year old. I'm saying that like imagine like a 17 year old, you know? Um, I mean, one, it's easiest to just get a nine to five and to let your HR people explain it to you. Mm. Um. Because at the end of the day, like, that's their job to understand yeah. what, like, their company benefits are and, like, how to educate people about them. So if you are, if you are, if you are working a job and you don't know what that stuff is, your HR department is responsible for that. And they are more than, I'm sh- I hope, they are more than willing to, like, hop on a call with you and just explain things to you. Yeah. Like, my mom did that with her job. And obviously, like like my mom a lot of our parents have difficulty understanding what like retirement funds are and like yeah like all this stuff and she went to her hr department was like hey can you explain she was like hey can you explain this to me because i just don't really understand and they did it for her and she has a better understanding of it that's great so like that's the first piece of advice is like you know you don't gotta sit and wonder yeah and like you actually don't get that see and like help. you're you're not being like a disturbance to somebody for asking them um especially if it's their job you mm-hmm. know so um yeah number one is just go through like your company but like to answer your question they're just like retirement funds that compound over time okay so so say um you have a job your salary is like 60k um after taxes you get like four grand a month right mm-hmm. so so every two weeks you get two grand um so your paycheck is two grand you have the opportunity to contribute some of that to some of that two grand a month or two grand every two weeks and put it in another account. Instead of taking it, all of it. For instead yourself. of taking two thousand dollars into your Chase account, you're taking seventeen hundred, putting that three hundred. Which I in, feel like in another a lot of young people do because they're like, oh, money, mo- more money for me, like right now, you know. 
but that's I like, still do. <laughs> like I did for a long time. That's this yeah. what I'm telling you. This one, and it's I like think short term. I think a lot of people because when we see that all of our money is not coming to us, we see it as like we're paying for something that we don't have to mm-hmm. because our money is going somewhere else instead of our bank account. Because when we're young, we just think that the money in my bank, I have five thousand dollars in my bank account. That means I am worth five thousand dollars. Right. Even if you have $5,000 somewhere else, you're still equating your work to, like, what you can see. But a lot of time, what you got to learn about money is, like, a lot of time it's, like, it's stuff that you don't see. Like, it, just because it's not your bank account doesn't mean you don't have access to it, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's, like, it's like people people are just seeing it as, like, a, an extra payment when it's yeah. not. Like, it's still your money. It's you could access yeah. it. It's just there. <laughs> you know, gonna, it's, like, it's, it's like if you got two, if there. you got, like, three chocolate chip cookies and you're, like, you know, I'll put this one over here because, you know, I'm going to have it in an hour. I'm going to have these two now. That's still your cookie. <laughs> That's your cookie. It's there. If you, if by any, if you really, really need that third cookie, you could get it. Nobody's stopping you. But right. You shouldn't. Right. You shouldn't. You can't. You understand? Like, I get it now that you said it like that. Exactly. So, so say, you know, um, however much money you put in, you contribute every two months or two weeks, your company's probably doing the exact same up to a certain percent. So mm. like, this isn't specific, but just for like the mental image if you put 200 dollars, your company's also paying 200 dollars. okay if you put 300 your company's paying 300 so obviously with that like ideology it's best to put as much money as you can mm-hmm. or as much as you know if your company is willing to do up to 400 why would you not do 400 right because then you know because if you're doing you 100 your company's only giving you 100 right why would you not put 400 right. it's still remember it's still your cookie <laughs> it's still your cookie your cookie is just there so why would you not do up to four? And you get extra That's cookies from your company. <laughs> exactly, it's like putting in like a cookie farm. <laughs> Put it in a cookie farm. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> growing. Farm. It's growing. Cookie plant. Grow more cookies. <laughs> if you really need grow it, you could go get it. If cook- let me say it again, if you really need it, you could go get it. But it's why not like would it's you cut the but cookie? But why would you cut the cookie <laughs> plant? Because then <laughs> the cookie plant is growing eighteen more cookies, and and you're a greedy ass. You want that one cookie. <laughs> Give us some time. <laughs> grow more cookies. You understand? <laughs> I don't understand. At this point, I don't get it anymore. All right. I understand. Uh, my next one is sign up for a travel credit card or credit cards that work with your lifestyle, right? So something that I did early on was like sign up for a credit card that I can get like travel points on. I can kind of use it for like resorts or you know, tickets and things like that. It was really helpful when I was like traveling a lot. And in my head, I was like, oh, what's the point in having more than one credit card? Because, I mean, I'm just using one. But first of all, it builds your, um, what's the word? Like your reliability, your accountability. Like if you have longer yeah. credit history, if you're able to pay off all the credit cards, that doesn't mean spend, you know, $5 million on each of your credit cards every single month and having to pay that off. It can mean like spending $20 on one and just having that, that you pay off every single month. It can be an automatic payment, whatever, but having more credit cards and having a longer credit history makes you seem more reliable when you are trying to sign for an apartment or sign for a car, whatever it is, because you have like a longer, you know, credit, like reliability and score and history, whatever it is. And also on top of that, something that I was also so turned off by in the beginning is like getting a credit card that you have to pay like a yearly subscription for, not a subscription, um, like a payment for, right? Sometimes it's like a hundred something dollars, 200 something, like 300 something dollars. But your sister was actually the one that told me that like 
you know, sometimes when you do pay for these higher end credit cards, that you have to pay a payment for, you know, the one that I have or that I had when I was younger is like free. Right. And that's the automatic thing you want. It's, it's fine. Anyway, you don't have to pay for a good credit card. But anyway, now that I'm older, I realize that like if you travel a lot and like you want to have access to like the lounges and stuff, that's what the payment goes to. You can also like the payment also covers like early TSA and things like that. Right. Like with the payment with the credit card that you choose depending on how much you're paying for that month or paying for that year you get benefits that work with your lifestyle like for example the chase sapphire card the yearly payment is 95 dollars. Mm-hmm. that may turn off a lot of people because you're like what am i spending 100 dollars a month on yeah. or 100 dollars a year on part of one of the um perks of having that card is you get a yearly credit of fifty dollars um that goes to hotels you know so every year you get fifty dollars for a hotel so boom uh, that hundred dollars that you're paying half of it you're you're already getting back Mm -hmm. then the other half you're getting in the absolutely insane return that you get when you use points to buy something yeah you know so for example if you get the car also if you want this card if i pitch you well on it i'll send you a referral code (laughs) we both get a lot of points If you get 80,000 points on your card, which if you sign up now, there are, you know, starting bonuses from like like 60,000, 70,000, 80,000, $80,000 points. And you get the $80,000 points if you spend up to $4,000 in the first like three months of having it, which most people do if you just put your bills onto that. Mm -hmm. With those $80,000 points, you could get like four nights at a five star, like all inclusive resort in Mm -hmm. Cancun, just Mm -hmm. like that, which costs like $1,000 a night. Mm -hmm. So with that you're getting like three four thousand dollars in return so you got to think about like i'll pay that hundred dollars because the return and the advances that you get with purchasing things with these points is absolutely insane the capital one venture x card i think is like three hundred dollars a month or three hundred dollars a year one of the perks of that card is you get 250 dollars in travel credit every year so boom 250 of the 300 already paid back you also get you also get tsa pre-check which costs like two hundred dollars so boom, you're already getting more <laughs> than like mm-hmm. what you paid for initially. So like so many people are turned off by that by that yearly payment. You get it back. <laughs> one of my that, one like, of my friends literally told me that she has this business card that she puts like all her business payments and everything on, and because she gets like so many um, points and like money back in return, she's able to pay off her like rent expense completely and like all her groceries for the month like can you imagine just not having to pay for your you know like where you live and groceries and everything just because you're so good at like knowing how to spend the money and pay it off right you know it's such a like hard learning lesson but i think once you get more and more used to it it makes it like so much easier you know another hard lesson that i learned was not to just keep all my money and savings in like one account it's good to like diversify in small ways whether it is it is putting your savings into different accounts so that you don't have easy access to it all the time whether it is not just saving and just like investing in like high yield accounts you know like high yield savings account if you guys don't know what that is it's like depending on what company you use you get like a small percentage of an interest every single month depending on how much money you have in that account and like you know the period of time So um, that's actually something that I learned like pretty recently, which is wild that, you know, that's not something that anyone really taught me. So like, for example, like if if you have 10 grand in the bank and you just put it in your Chase Bank account, 
um, you're getting probably what, like 10 cents a month? Yeah, I feel, <laughs> for, like, I feel lucky. Your savings interest. Yeah. If you put it in a Goldman Sachs account that has like a 5% like return on the yield, you'll get, if you put 10 grand in that account, you'll get like $50 a month. And if you want my referral co- code. <laughs> or mine. <laughs> D- no, or mine. DM me. Nah, hit me. Hit me. Cause you I'm, don't even have it. I got, I got another company. I got SoFi. All right, so tell them that instead of saying right, that you got so market. <laughs> Yeah, if you want a so code, far. let us know. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's something that I learned recently because it's like, why get few cents when you can get more money? Because people are just scared because it's like, if I got three grand here, three grand here, three grand here, I would rather just see the nine grand here because I just, I'm just cocky and want to see the number. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's like, just put your money there, bro. You'll yeah. thank yourself later. I, you I feel like the scary thing cookies. is like when you feel like cookies. your money is far away, like if it is a Roth IRA, if it is a high yield savings account, like you feel like it's not yours anymore. Like, if it is in the stock market, whatever. But it is still yours. It's just, you know, a little bit harder to access. But it's growing, like, without you having to really do anything. The cookies. You know? The cookies. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the cookies. It's mm. cooking. The cookies are cooking. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good? Good. Oh, last tip. Oh. Try your best not to share accounts with family members or... uh you know, I know I know you feel that one. That's why I had to say it because I don't have too much knowledge on this. But I just I saw this Man. one TikTok where it's like these besties, like they make all the money that they have, whatever, from their jobs. But they have a joint account, you That's know, insane. and it's like it. W- I get it. It works for some people, but it's like it's not really if your you money. You yeah. have a joint account with your parent and you are over the age of 18. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> If you walk can. into a chase and just open yourself a new account because please, please don't have a joint account with your yeah. parents. I think like if you're younger, it's fine. But if you're like, under 18, whatever. Yeah. If you're younger, if you're it's over fine. 18, but go but walk just know chase that there's, there's um like other things out there for students and like younger, you know, like teenagers and st- younger students. <sighs> yeah. Like you don't have to be dependent on them completely because they can cut you off. Or, like, they can just take your money without you even realizing. Like, yeah. it's just so wishy-washy sometimes. Yeah. But obviously, if you have no other choice, then you have to do that, you know? All right. As you guys know, we end off our episodes with some things that you guys send to our Instagram because we put it up on our story. What are some things that you learned about money in your 20s, and your teenage years, whatever it is. Some of you guys sent some good things. We're going to just do a little speed round. All right? If you guys don't know, our Instagram is at difficultish. Our Instagram, our TikTok is at Difficultish Podcast. All right, let's get started. Time in market is greater and better than timing in the market. That's hard. Talk about that for a sec. That's hard. Talk about that. I mean, it just means, um, you know, another tip that I saw is like, um, is I forgot the wording of it, but it's like, uh, it's it's a like finances is one of those things where it's just better to be safe than risky Mm -hmm. um as in like you know say you have two people right you have sally who puts a dollar every day into the stock market Mm -hmm. and you have billy who puts five dollars into the stock market only when it's up and then you know takes his money out only you know when when the money multiplies or whatever Mm -hmm. over the span of a year Sally is going to have more money just mm. because she was safer and that money Sally's compounded. Smart. Whereas Bully, Billy, you know, it's just so unpredictable, you know, and you can't. Sure, he may be, be more, but the chances are very, very slim. So are you going to bank on luck? You can if you want to. Come on, I don't Billy. think you should. Yeah, Billy. So, you know, it's 
time in market is better than mm-hmm. time in market. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That's a poetry line for you. All right. Someone said, keeping money in different bank accounts so that you don't have to spend a lot and have have other options to access. Yeah, I think that's really good. Like when you're when you're like growing up when you're older. I remember when I was 18, when I saw 500 in my bank account, I was like, I'm rich. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that's rich. wild. I'm rich. I need to go buy something. Damn, five hundred dollars nowadays in New York. It that shit. You breathe <laughs> and that's gone. You buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Not yeah. Having those having money in different bank accounts, especially when you're young, is super important. Someone said Roth backdoor for Roth IRA and mega backdoor Roth for 401k. Invest in index far- funds and ETFs. See, like when you hear that, that just sounds you know. Like I know. There's just a lot of acronyms. Um, but what is that in like cookie terms? <laughs> <laughs> no, Roth IRA, you know, put the cookies over there. You're good. Mm-hmm. Um, index it compounds. <laughs> so like if you like it compounds over time. So over like yeah. what, 30 years, it can turn into 1 million, 2 million. Not even, like, you don't like not even 30, not years. Even 30. It's yeah. a few, you know, yeah. in like three, four or five years. Depending, if you're like maxing it out, you have 100K just, just mm-hmm. like that. Um, index it, funds. Index funds. You know what an index fund is? I mean, you can explain it better. An index fund is you know say uh, the most popular index fund is the s&p 500 yes which is essentially um a stock that encapsulates the 500 biggest companies in the world right like apple apple um wh- whatever <laughs> um so if you invest a hundred dollars a month into the s&p 500 um it historically has a 12 percent um increase on interest every right, every, every year, year. Um, and you know, between eight to eight to twelve percent, something like that. More story, it's always going up because mm-hmm. it's the top five hundred companies in the world that are m- most of the time are growing, and it diversifies your income to where, like, you know, if you have all your money in Tesla and then uh, Elon Musk says some bullshit and then Tesla drops, your money's gone. Whereas if you put in the S and P five hundred, less risk, and he does sh- he does some some fuck shit, your money's probably still going up. You yeah. know, so that's what an index fund is. It's always just yeah. like a safe place to just put your money. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Any 10 second advice? She, I mean, I just dropped so much, so many gems. You did, buddy. One of the responses that I saw, this would be like my 10 second advice. Someone said, um, you know, you don't need the, like that $5 coffee. You don't need that $6 yeah, coffee. That's why I didn't say that response. This is a, this it's is a, hot a take. it's a controversial topic. And I Not feel really. like <laughs> I've, I'm making this a I've changed this. my opinion too because I feel like a few months ago I was also on that same. If boat. if saving that five dollars on that coffee every day works for you, Alhamdulillah, please keep going. But I stopped giving that as advice because one, at the end of the day, that shit makes you happy, and first and foremost, it just be happy. Mm-hmm. Second. It's not those five dollar purchases that is gonna that is the major expense. It's those fifty dollar dinners. It's those three hundred dollar pair of shoes. It's that hundred fifty dollar shopping spree they just went on. It's that sixty dollar lipstick they just bought. Those are the expenses that feed your ego. It's not the five dollar coffee, you know. Mm. So again, if it works for you, cool. But I just kind of stopped giving that as advice because I I like buying my coffees, you yeah. know. Spending two, three, four dollars a day, I'll be okay. I feel like it makes you more like scared to spend money if you're like so nitpicky of like yeah. the small amount. And I get it. At the end of the month, it's maybe like a hundred something, two hundred something dollars that you spend every single day, and it's a lot for most people. If you do coffee and then small like donut, and then you keep building like small purchases like that, it adds up. But like, you know, think about maybe like the little bit bigger purchases that really actually yeah would make a difference. Mine is completely un- unrelated. Okay, good. 
maybe invest in like better quality like tote bags you know because the thing about me is that i love my tote bags i have so many because you know restaurants and like stores give it away now to like you know store your stuff but i have so many to the point where i don't use half of it and it's like not not good quality yeah and I obviously have my own tote bags that i've designed as well and i use those every day but i also want to kind of get out of the tote bag era and like be more professional yeah. with my bags but wear tote bags that are a little bit more heavy duty that like can actually last me and it doesn't just look like i a think sack. backpacks are coming back in are they, <laughs> are they coming I'm back the, in just because you're wearing i'm the it? leader of the trend all right <laughs> okay so what backpacks what emoji me? should they comment I already Drop have one that I can think you of. You know what it is. The money. The cookies. Oh. <laughs> the Drop cookie. them cookies. Drop the Drop cookies, cookies in the comments below. You know, if you want to see them cookies multiply, I need to see as many as possible. Right. Yeah. All right. As always, make sure to follow us on our Instagram, yeah. at Difficultish, our TikTok, at Difficultish Podcast. More solo episodes coming. Hope y'all like the solo yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. We got those coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, us blabbering about, you know, manly shit. Just won't get <laughs> Um, and yeah, you know, like it's, it's going to be a big year for us, for all of us, all of us, 2024. and, um, you know, just like expect, you know, nothing but, you know, greatness. greatness. Yes, sir. My boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening so much. We love you. Allah. Allah.